Hi everyone, you're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about the uh, manga and anime series Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about chapters 5 and 6, and I'm going to summarize them, we're going to discuss them, and then we're going to play some music and then do our regularly scheduled spoilery discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you're reading the Tokyo Pop versions, chapters 5 and 6 is the end of the first volume of the series. Woo-hoo. Yay! Yay! Um, if you progress. Yeah, we are. If you're reading any of the uh, special edition or the collector's edition ones, then we are halfway through the first one. Yay! <laughs> it's not quite as exciting. <laughs> less progress. <laughs> Slightly less. I mean, it's the same amount of progress. Just it doesn't feel as good. No. Okay. So chapter five opens with an omake. Shigure says that he wears a kimono because he's a novelist, and a kimono and pen are the tools of a novelist, apparently. So we finally learn what Shigure does. In the chapter proper, we start where we left off last time, which was the end of chapter four, uh, with Kagura Soma confirming that Kyo is staying at Shigure's house talking to Toru. And Toru says he's battling leaks right now, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Kagura reacts, uh, understanding this news that Kyo is actually staying at Shigure's house. Kagura is shocked um, and she blushes. Tears well up in her eyes and she takes off into the house calling after Kyo, and Toru secretly wonders if she might be one of the Zodiac as well, because she's a Soma. Back inside, Kyo and Yuki are still fighting about the leaks, and Shigure is about to ask them to settle down when Kagura slides back the door and suddenly bursts into the room. Um, Shigure, Yuki, and Kyo look, I think, especially quite shocked when she (laughs) opens the door, like they weren't expecting her to be there. Kagura is crying and asking where Kyo has been for four months. And her expression slowly starts to change to rage. And then with a glint in her eye, she punches Kyo through the exterior door. Um, and Yuki kind of steps away gracefully. And she bounds outside after him. And Shigure dodges also sort of gracefully, um, as if they expected this to happen. And outside, Kagura grabs Kyo's leg and kind of swings him around while screaming, I was so worried about you! <laughs> Which is, of course, the usual reaction. But I feel like at this point, we can expect anything. We can expect the unexpected. <laughs> when it comes to people's reactions to things. <laughs> it's crazy summers. Yeah, they're they're kooky. <laughs> Yuki and Shiguri don't really react to this, uh, but Shiguri does ask why everyone must destroy his house. And the whole time this is happening, Toru's like, what, what? And then by the end, she's like sweating with concern. <laughs> and Shiguri's like, it's fine. This is just how she shows her love. Dot, dot, dot. Yuki also says that she's been like, Kagura has been like this since she was little. And Toru says she seems like a completely different person from the kind of timid girl she was talking to outside. Um, And we learn that she's two years older than Kyo, Yuki, and Toru. And she's also part of the Zodiac. She confirms that she's part of the Zodiac, which makes Toru get excited. Um, Meanwhile, while that little discussion is happening, Kagura is still punching Kyo in the yard. um, And she kind of like flips emotionally and is like, who did this to you? So eventually they all kind of sit down at the table and Kagura apologizes and she says that she just she couldn't she was overwhelmed after seeing Kyo having not seen him for so many months of being worried about him and she's like well it's partly his fault too after for leaving for four months and not calling me um, and Kyo says quite angrily why would I call you Kagura says that they're going to be married someday and Toru's like wow this is great <laughs> Yuki and Kyo are like, great, we're so happy for you, so great. Like, it's it's really it's really good. Um, and they confirm that they've been engaged since they were children, and Kyo is like, well, it's because you threatened me. So I think 
Kyo doesn't necessarily think they're actually engaged. But Kagura continues to say that marriage between Zodiac members is the most wonderful thing because they can understand the pain of being possessed by a vengeful spirit. And we also learn that they can hug each other. So we learn a new thing about the curse, which is that people who are people who are possessed by the Zodiac uh, spirits, regardless of their sex, they can hug each other. She demonstrates by hugging both Kyo and Yuki. Yes. <laughs> she hugs everybody. <laughs> uh, and then we also learn there are two other girls in the Zodiac, and Tori starts to get all excited, and she gets excited about guessing, I think about guessing who or what animals all of the kind of Soma family members are. Um, so she starts to get excited about that. But Kagura pulls them back into this topic of being married and says that if a if a possessed Soma were to marry a normal person, there would be obvious complications. And Sugure kind of continues. And he's like, yeah, like the hugging thing, for example, which would make sex. Uh, and then Yuki smacks him and tells him not to be so vulgar. <laughs> so, you know, as usual with Sugure. Kagura starts again at Kyo, who just can't get a word in this conversation. He hasn't said anything this whole time. <laughs> Asking if she asks if Kyo loves her, uh, says that she'll she'll always love him more. Th- she loves him more than anything in the universe, and that she'll she'll make him meals every day, and she'll forgive him if he cheats on her. And she's like, "Whatever you think, I'm the only one who loves you this much. I'm, I think I'm the only one for you." And Shigure kind of talks to Toru on the side, and it's like, "Oh, you like Kyo too, right?" And Kagura's like, "A rival." <laughs> <laughs> Yuki looks like quite concerned. There's this like drawing panel of him kind of on the left hand side of the of the page where he looks his he kind of frowns and he looks a little bit concerned about this <laughs> realization on her part who Kagura turns her attention to Toru and she's like what do you like about Kyokun I like everything I like the good and the bad even his true form and Kyo finally quite angrily he covers her mouth and cuts her off from speaking anymore and says that if she keeps talking he'll never forgive her and Kagura of course reacts by pinning his arm back <laughs> But Toru kind of reflects on this exchange, wondering what she, what Kagura meant by his true form. And she's also envious of Kagura's ability to love someone so much. And she says that she hasn't even had her first love yet. So Toru, at this point, has never had a crush, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Or at least not that she would describe as her first love. <laughs> I guess Kagura decides to stay over. Later that night, Shigure, I think, is preparing a room for her. Like Kagura and Shigure are in the same room, and they're they're having this exchange. So Kagura wishes that she could live there too. She's nervous about another girl being so close to Kyo, and she's like, "I'll make him mine tonight." <laughs> and Shigure's like, "Please don't." <laughs> Kagura is like, "You don't understand a girl's feeling, Shichan." And Shigure is like, "Even I know what it's like to be jealous." Like he he empathizes with what's going on with her. In other parts of the house, in her jam jams, Toru is um, <laughs> hanging up her uniform to dry and she hears a noise up on the roof. And so she goes up on the roof to see what it is. And it turns out it's Kyo and he's up there. He says that he's up there because Kagura is downstairs. Toru's like, is it bad that Kagura is here? And he's like, of course it's bad. And she keeps talking about marriage and it doesn't make any sense. And Toru's like, I think it's amazing that she can love someone so much and getting married is a girl's greatest dream. Uh, of course. Um, <laughs> Kyo's like, why? <laughs> why is that Why is that so? Um, but they kind of switch the topic of conversation and Toru asks about Kyo's dream of being able to, to beat Yuki, that he even trained in the mountains in preparation for it. She asks if it was hard to train alone. Kyo says he wasn't alone. He was with his master. Kyo's master trained him since he was little. Um, and he says that his master is very strong and he would have no problem 
fucking Yuki up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he also says that training every day was difficult, but he looked forward to it. And he looked forward to how he would grow and what he would learn. And he gets so excited while he's talking, he jumps up on the roof. And he's kind of like, ah, but this must be not that interesting for a girl. And he sits back down. And Toru assures him that it, it isn't boring, that she doesn't know that much about martial arts, but she isn't bored. And she even says she knows some techniques. For example, her right straight, which she throws <laughs> and punches Kyo. Um, and there's this little, like, poof sound effect, <laughs> which is really... I think it says doink in the translation, <laughs> which is really great. And Kyo is, looks at her, and he has this great smile on his face, and he's like, you know, you really suck. Um, and then he, as the scene kind of, like, fades out, he teaches her a little bit. He's like, no, you gotta hold your hand like this. So they have this little moment on the roof in the midst of all this chaos, which is, is really cute. And, and Toru gets to know Kyo a little bit better. Um, the next the morning... scene is, oh, like, a fairly iconic one in the series. It is. It's something mm-hmm. that I remember when I think about them. Mm-hmm. I think of the roof as being kind of like Yuki's garden for yeah. Kyo. Mm-hmm. It's his little, like, hideout. And really the only person who goes to talk to him there is Toru. And I think they have a lot of, I think they have some more moments together on the, on the roof. So the next morning we cut to the kitchen and Kagura is like draped all over Kyo <laughs> while he's trying to get ready for school. And yeah, I never noticed, but he's like got a toothbrush there. Like, yeah. Get away from her. <laughs> he's just like trying to get ready and she's like, oh, I guess that's goodbye. And he's trying to like brush his teeth. Yeah. yeah. Toru says that she hasn't figured out what animal Kagura is yet. Because Kyo's kind of like, bye later. Like, he's not really interested in interacting with Kagura any more than he was yesterday. They argue again and she runs off and she crashes through the door, I think. You can see, like, the little hinge. It was a little bit hard to see. Um, and she, she loves him so much that she smashes through the outside wall and crashes into an innocent bystanding man who's out there to deliver the paper or whatever. Um, which, of course, is going to cause her to transform. So Yuki quickly covers up the situation and kind of, like, pushes the dude back and distracts him with his beauty. Um, Shigure is like, go, Yuki, distract him with your with your looks or whatever. I forget exactly what he says. Um, and then... Quote here, <laughs> enchant his memories away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Enchant his memories away. Who needs to have your memories erased when they can be enchanted away? As yeah. far as I'm concerned. Just as good as the little uh, men in black thing. <laughs> yeah, the little light laser thing. <laughs> uh, but when the dust f- settles, a goddamn adorable pig appears. <laughs> it's so cute. I forgot how cute the, <laughs> the little boar drawing, the style of it is. And Toru lifts up the boar and she's like, I figured it out. Kagura is the boar. <laughs> and uh, Shigure and Yuki are like, well, yeah, I mean, you can't say that you figured it out now because it, it happened. You know, <laughs> like, it's really funny. And she's like going on about her reasoning for figuring it out, and they're like it doesn't really count. <laughs> now that now that you know, it doesn't really count. But Toru also tells Kagura that she understands why she loves Kyo so much, and before she can say anything more, Kagura turns to Kyo and kicks him in the face with her piggy feet, and then calls him a traitor. And Toru's like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's not that's not what I I wanted. It's not what I meant." And she just says that she hopes that someday she can find someone that she loves as much as Kagura loves Kyo. And that she admires Kagura. And Kagura transforms back. After that, Kagura heads home and the trio head to school. After all the kind of the chaos has has ended. And Yuki says that while Kagura was there, because everything was so chaotic, he, he wasn't able to go and plant anything. He had some planting that he wanted to do that he couldn't do. 
and um, he said that he has strawberries to plant, and Toru says that she loves strawberries, and Yuki hoped that Toru would like them, so he picked them for her, hoping that she would enjoy it. Um, Kyo also, like, thumps her on the back of the head, says that they're going to be late, and, and then she blushes a bit. So they have this, like, really cute, they're all relaxed, I think, now that Kakura's gone, and they have this little mm-hmm. nice exchange when they're going to school. At school, in the library, Toru is thinking that she's inspired now and that she wants to get to know Yuki and Kyo a bit better. And so she picks out some books for them, which is uh, like a gardening book and a martial arts book. And then she picks out a cooking book for herself. Like, I think she's trying to, at least I think it's implied that she picks out the cooking book for herself. Like, she's trying to get better. She's about to check out when a teacher pops in the library to let her know that she has a call to take in the office. And she's a little bit shocked. It turns out to be her grandfather on the phone. Later at the house, she announces to Shigeru and Yuki and Kyo that she received a call and that the remodeling is finished, and so she'll be moving back into her grandfather's house. And they all look a bit, a bit shocked. Toru internally, she thinks to herself, and she reminds herself that she was never going to be, it was never intended that she was going to be more than a temporary guest at their house, and that she made a mistake of thinking of them as her family. I just I took a second to look this up because I was curious about it and to look at the different translations. So the Yen Press translation is like, I had the silly idea that I could become part of their family. And then I looked at the Japanese and I wrote my own translation because I was like, I don't know how I feel about either of these, um, <laughs> which is that maybe she had the wrong idea. Like I had the wrong idea that I would be able to become part of their family. So... I think it's an interesting reveal that she, not that she just wanted to live with them and she was happy to stay with them, but she thought that she could become part of their family. Like it has, it's an even more, it's an even stronger like desire. I think like she almost wants to become a member of the family not just have people to live with, not just get to know them better. Mm-hmm. Um, like if she, as if she decided that for herself and she says, it's like she got too comfortable with that idea. And now that's, that has ended. So like I said, Yuki and Kyo and Shigure, they look a bit kind of shocked at the news, like they weren't expecting it. And we also see kind of the side of her face, like we just see about half of her face. And it looks like it's a little bit hard for her to say as well, too, thinking that she, mm-hmm. thinking that now kind of getting over the idea that she might be able to be close to them and be see them as part of her family or see them as her family. And then at the end of the chapter, we see her things, her little small amount of things that she has from her tent, um, including the, what looks like the three books that she just picked for them. So it's quite a sad ending to this chapter. So we move on to chapter six. There's an author's note at the bottom of the first page of chapter six in the Tokyo Pop edition. It wouldn't be in the, any of the collector's edition ones because all the notes are removed. But there's an author's note that says that she it basically doesn't think of the series as a comedy. She was like, "Oh, this series turned into a little bit of a a little bit of a sitcom, but I don't really think of it as a comedy, which I think is funny because we talked about we talked about this in the trailer chapter in the trailer episode. Mm-hmm. Where we were like, there's this perception maybe this is like a cute series, but there's so much uh, kind of depth and and darkness potentially to come. And so it's interesting that the author herself, an artist herself doesn't think about this. That's not how she thinks of the series." even though there's mm-hmm. humor and stuff. So it's interesting that it's like it's also called out in this author's note. In the beginning of chapter six, Toru sitting at the table once again with Shigure and Yuki, and Kyo is kind of off to the side, sitting near the door, and she gives them some final reminders, um, and of course promises once again to keep the family secret safe. And Shigure thanks her for taking care of them and wishes her good luck 
and to do her best at the new house. And she says uh, that she won't, that she'll keep her chin up. She won't be discouraged. Uh, she goes upstairs and while she's away, Shigure and Yuki, uh, Shigure says to Yuki and Kyo that he thought that they would try to stop her. And they kind of dejectedly say that it's better off this way. You know, that they they were expecting her to move out. This was was always going to happen. And Shigure then wonders if that's the case, then why is the mood so poor in the house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toru's seen in her room in the next scene. And it looks like the like everything's packed up, like the futon or whatever stacked up in the background. Um, and she's holding a photo of her mother. And she's thinking that she was, of course, wrong and that she could never be part of their family, just like echoing the end of the last chapter. She also reminisces about this memory from her childhood. So she says that ever since she was little, she was an outsider. And she remembers this time where at recess they were all playing a game called Fruits Basket. So now we've talked about... Know. Oh my god, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the last chapter of the first volume. And also, now we have to talk about more games and more rules. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the first time that I read this, I also, like... I kind of understood the purpose of, or like what this game was supposed to be, but then I also had to go back and even look at the rules for this game again mm-hmm. when we looked at this this time. And so basically the way that this game works is that every all the players sit in a circle, everyone is given the name of a fruit, and when someone calls your fruit, you have to switch chairs with that person. And apparently also in the rules that I looked up online, you can say like fruits basket, and then everyone has to switch places. So it's chaos. Um, (laughs) But in this memory, the boy who's giving everybody the fruit names gives her the onigiri. So an onigiri is a a rice ball rather than a fruit. And she was little, baby Toru was like, oh, that sounds delicious too. (laughs) (laughs) And she thinks about it in retrospect. And she says like, they were probably just teasing. Apparently the boys teased her a lot back then. And she says it was a long time ago and that she almost forgot about it. In this memory, she waits and waits to be called, but no one ever called her because they knew there was no room for a rice ball in a fruits basket. So we cut to the newly renovated house, um, and we finally get to meet Toru's family, other than her grandpa. So we saw her grandpa, I think, in the first chapter, kind of in the in passing, but we get to meet some other people in her family. So she's greeted at the door by a, a woman and a young man, um, and her grandfather's behind her, waving, <laughs> being really nice. Toru's head is down... Like, I think she might just be maybe a being deferential or something, but she, it also, the way that it's like shaded in the panel, it looks like she's kind of sad about it. Like she's not happy to be there is what I'm interpreting from it. Cut back briefly to Shigure's house and Shigure and Ruki realize that Toru left without saying anything. She just left a note on the table. And so Yuki immediately turns to leave and, and heads out. Shigure says that it would be, it'll be a sad house without her. Uh, in the next scene, Yuki is shown out in his garden. Um, you can see the little baby strawberry plants nearby that are still in their little temporary pots. <laughs> and he's um, thinking of her. He's having these memories. The specific ones that he has are of her talking about the strawberries and also asking to be his friend if her memories are erased. Uh, we also cut to Kyo up on the roof and you can see the patch, like the little <laughs> where he jumped through the roof is visible in the background and he's thinking of her as well. Her saying that she loves the cat from the Zodiac and her little right straight punch from the night or from, I don't know, from recently, I guess, the night before. And they think of her kind of serving them dinner with a smiling face. And both of them, we had this little cut where they look up with these determined faces, which I never really noticed before. Like I never noticed in depth, but 
this is the part where in my head I imagine now Eye of the Tiger is playing. <laughs> Based on the looks on their faces. Are some really nicely composed pages too. Yeah, it's wonderful. Like this little I uh, like it's also something I just I didn't like I overlooked it a bit until we were looking at it this time. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, they go back and get her. Like in my head mm-hmm. it's just like one thing and then the other. Yeah. But yeah, these pages like, are nice. Like the mix of the blurred out memories and the crisp drawings of the current time and mm-hmm. the little leaves connecting all through them. Very nice. Yeah. And also the way that it's like I just said, like the roof is kind of like Kyo's little his mm-hmm. his little space where he goes to be alone and think about things. Like they're both in their space. It's actually kind of it's supporting that what I just mm-hmm. said about yeah. about that being Kyo's space where he yeah. feels uh, kind of safe. You can also kind of see a change in the art style just from those little flashback scenes and yeah. scenes. Like it has, it's only been a couple of chapters, but you can already see a little bit of evolution in the art style. Yeah, you can actually. You're right. They're a little softer. The like lines are a little more delicate. Yeah, the proportions are a little more <laughs> longer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, they're a little. They're less. Like kind of chibi looking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. It's a great transition to the next part. So um, we cut back to Toru's family's house, and she's up in a different part of the house, um, kind of unpacking her stuff. And she's thinking about them, worrying if they she should have said something more, or worrying that they'll be able to if they'll be able to handle all the full food and the chores. And her her cousin i guess a girl interrupts and inter- enters the room and asks if toru is done unpacking and toru apologizes and quickly packs up whatever it is while her cousin complains about finally having a big house and then but still having to share a room mm-hmm. <laughs> which is also why i think she's the cousin because it's not like the mom would yes. come in and be like i'm sharing a room with you <laughs> as far as i can tell it's uh toru's <laughs> dad's sister correct and the sister has a son and a daughter i don't know if there's a husband there I don't know. It seems like I always thought that that was the husband, but I think it's actually the cousin, like her Tor's other cousin. Yeah, because they say something about him. He's the son. About like her oldest son. Yeah, and he's there with his shiny yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. So speaking of which, her Toru's grandfather comes up and says they're calling for Kyoko-san downstairs, and the cousin is like, "That's Toru, not Kyoko." And um, <laughs> so we, I think I touched on this in the first thing in the first chapter. Kyoko hadn't her name hadn't been introduced yet. So uh, Toru's <laughs> grandfather calls her by her mother's name. So I guess that's just something to note, but yeah, everyone, the cousin <laughs> corrects him. Um, they all go downstairs and the cousin and, grand- and the grandfather like creep in the kitchen. Like they hide behind the, uh, I don't know, behind the counters while the aunt talks to Toru. And I think the, I think you're right. I think that is the cousin. I always thought it was the uncle, but in retrospect, I think it's the cousin, mm-hmm. like her son. So Toru's aunt asks, if she was living with unmarried men and she's like, how did you know? And she said (laughs) that they hired a private detective to investigate her um, because the oldest son who I think, I think you're right. Like the way that this dialogue is overlaid on the drawing of him indicates that it's the oldest son uh, wants to be a policeman and that it would be bad if any of the relatives had a criminal record. And she knows that Kyoko Toru's mother was rough. Um, And we're here. We see a little like flashback. It says Kyoko in middle school and she's wearing uh, her gang attire, which is this long embroidered jacket and a, a surgical mask. Um, I think we'll be more. There's going to be more information about Kyoko's gang later, so I don't have any yeah. other things to add about that right now. But it's kind of mm-hmm. it's going to come. The cousin, the male cousin, is like so. They're asking. They're basically interrogating her about the, her, Toru's time in Shigure's house, 
And finally, her her cousin, the guy that's there, is like, those men in the house didn't do anything improper to you, did they? And the grandfather, like, reaches out and slaps him and chastises him um, and apologizes to Toru. He just says that deep down they're evil people, which they're all deeply <laughs> offended by. Um, but so I guess he's not really fond of them either, which is interesting. Um, so he says, I kind of like the female cousin though. She's just kind of there. The female cousin <laughs> is sassy. <laughs> I feel like I would read a spinoff about her. Yeah, she was like. I don't um, think she wants to be there either. No, she was also like. I always thought I'd be the one to like live yeah. with guys first or whatever. So she seems like cool. I this I don't like how she doesn't like Toru. Like she just doesn't put up with Toru. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whatever. Spin off mm-hmm. about the cousin. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I think. I think uh, the cousin, the female cousin, will be the only one to stay on Toru's Christmas card list. Totally. <laughs> yeah, Toru would definitely send her a Christmas card. I mean, nobody wants to share a room. It's fine, but I think, uh, yeah, the guy cousin is on the shit list. If Toru yeah. had a shit list, he would be on it. That's for sure. She looks when when the grandfather kind of reaches out and slaps him. There's this like little cut of her face, and her mouth is the smallest I've ever seen her mouth. You know what I mean? It's like in this tiny frown. She's very, I think kind of shocked and and put off by it and it is so invasive of them to ask them and mm-hmm. and to treat her like that like just to make those assumptions yeah. about her Tori's grandfather also says that this is where he needs to be like he needs the support of being with his family but toru doesn't have to live there he says that she needs to be somewhere that she can spread her wings and really be alive and that katsuya and toru has this little like she's like dad um so it's revealed that katsuya is her father's name katsuya also needed that so he, Toru's grandfather makes this assumption that she needs to be in a more open environment, I think. And Toru says that if she stays there, she'll be miserable. And it looks like she actually says this out loud, which I always thought was internal dialogue, but it looks like it's in a little bubble. Um, mm-hmm. But then she's like, she grapples with this for a second because she thinks that it's it's not, it's not the only thing. I mean, she has many other things to be thankful for, like her friends and her grandfather. But she still admits to herself that she deeply misses um, Shiguri and Kyo- Yuki and Kyo um, and that she wanted to spend more time with them and that she wanted to stay there. She says out loud that she wanted to stay there um, and she wonders if that's if she's spoiled for thinking like that and a voice calls out that maybe she should come home because Yuki is mm-hmm. there um, and Kyo comes in and like grabs her head which I always think is really funny. <laughs> it's like the most awkward place to like grab her like shoulder or something yeah. um, but he like grabs her head and pulls her back um, and he's like well let's let's leave then and and she's like, Kyokun, you came too. Like, she's really, she's getting dragged out of the house and she's like, yay, he came too. <laughs> and Yuki asks where Toru's stuff is and her family is all like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, and the guy, the cousin, we think, is, uh, says like, oh, you, you were the men that Toru-chan was living with. And Yuki, like, flicks his finger, flicks his forehead and says, don't call her Toru-chan. Like, you're her friend, you low life, which is great. <laughs> I'm like, you keep put them in their places for being mean to Toru. And that's really all that I wanted from the scene. <laughs> Outside, Kyo is dragging Toru away. And he reveals that they followed her directions, but they got lost. And it took them all day. And that um, Kyo and Yuki were arguing the whole time. But he's like, I, he says that he got really irritated when she left. And he didn't know why. And he says that if she, had just, if she didn't want to leave, she should have just said so. And that they heard her saying that. Um, he also thought that she was all about kind of like talking about how you feel and sharing your feelings. Uh, he says that 
it's okay for her, it would be okay for her to be selfish once in a while, to complain once in a while, and it's okay to let herself be sad. And then she immediately starts crying. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he did finally, like, give her permission to be, feel her feelings that she was having all this time. And so she gets upset, and then he's like, why are you crying? Um, Because, you know, nobody... Nobody knows what to do when someone cries. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says, I do want to go back home. And he's like, fine then, and grabs her hand. And he's like, blushes her. Or he's, he blushes. <laughs> and Yuki meets them on the street, and he's smiling. And she thinks that there's no one as lucky as she is. I think this scene is also kind of iconic. Yeah. Um, it's also a nice little scene of child Toru mm-hmm. getting up as someone calls him Giri off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's getting to join in the game and be part of the... Yes. Part of the fruit basket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's she's finally feels like she's accepted somewhere. Yeah. Um, and also you're like, I'm holding hands. Yes, they do. <laughs> and it's adorable. Back at Shigure's house, he greets them and he says that Operation Kidnap, I mean, Rescue, the princess, <laughs> was a success. And Yuki and Kyo accuse each other of being sad. Um, and that as being the reason why they went to go get her. And then, of course, they fight. And Toru <laughs> thinks, now I'm home with my new family and the balance is restored. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's back to normal at Chikori's house. Toru is back. Yeah. Yuki and Kyo are and fighting. They're fighting in front of a hole in the wall. Yeah, so everything is very normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's in front of the giant hole that Kagura left at the end yeah. of the last chapter. <laughs> at the end of the, while I was reading it at that part, I was like, I can't tell what she actually crashed through. And then when you get to this part, I was like, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and then also, if you're reading the, um, I think any of the editions have it. Um, there's no make at the end where... Uh, Yuki is helping Toru study, and and there's a metaphor that they're studying, and she needs to understand the meaning, but she takes it very literally, which is funny. So, so that's the end of chapter six. Yay! Yay! So, in terms volume of down. huh, one volume down. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm so excited. This is really great. Twenty. What did we decide? Twenty-one to go. 20, I think twenty. <laughs> did we actually count? <laughs> uh, I could look it up. Okay. I think it's maybe twenty to go. The 22nd volume in the Tokyo Pop one is a little bit shorter. The last one's a little bit shorter. Maybe it's like 21 and a half. 21 and a half. <laughs> so, so 20 and a half to go. <laughs> so in this, these chapters, here's the things that I want to discuss. We got some updates to the curse. So this is the first time since we started the series that we got a little bit of an update. So we found out that the members of the Soma family who are cursed can hug each other regardless of their sex. So if they hug outsiders, they'll transform, but if they're within the family, it doesn't happen. Um, we also learned there are two other girls in the Zodiac, so hopefully we'll get to meet them someday. Mm-hmm. I noticed, so Kagura's Zodiac form. Kagura is the boar, as Toru aptly, you know, discovered completely by <laughs> on her so. own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the illustration for the boar looks like a little, like a piglet, more so than a full-grown wild boar, which I thought was really interesting. Um, adorable. It's really adorable. I <laughs> forgot how adorable. Like Kagura is not a character. I I mean, all the characters have their their charms, but Kagura is not a character that I felt very like attached to or kind of paid attention to in depth. So now we'll. I, I mean, think she we'll gets less focus as does time goes on. So I mean, she has some moments, but it's a competition between like her and Shigure and some of the other characters that we haven't met yet for like who has the least said about them. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll we'll track her a little bit more closely this time, but I just she does have some interesting moments. She does. It's just I think it's she's definitely more in the background than some of the others. 
Yeah. And we just met her, so we'll get to yeah. see what happens. And then we also learned about her kind of backstory with Kyo. So it turns out that they've been engaged since childhood, although I don't know how much Kyo is into that. <laughs> In fact, I don't think he's into it at all. Yeah. And it's interesting how Toru's like, that's so wonderful. And Shigeru and Yuki are like, oh my god, why? Like, they guess <laughs> it's almost like they've heard all this before. Yeah, um, they're just like mocking Kyo. It's like, congratulations on the wedding. <laughs> you think Yuki is like, you finally found a woman ha- who will yeah. have you or something like that. It's really awesome. Uh, it was really funny. I also like didn't remember that. So it was, it was a it was a pleasant surprise when I read that again. It was nice. Um, they, yeah, I so, just think that's yeah. funny just for like Kyo and Yuki's relationship because that's a lot more <laughs> of a playful kind of mocking than they start out with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. they get, start to get a little less serious in there. Yeah. Um, confrontations as they are spending more time with each other. Yes, I think you're right. That there was that scene in a couple chapters ago. It was the last episode, but I can't remember which chapter where they're at school and Yuki like really kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, and nothing like that has happened since then. So I think there's yeah. a couple, couple chapters a bit in between. Of that, like when they're talking about trying to read the directions to find Toru, and <laughs> it's just a very childish bickering. Yeah. Show, rather than any kind of serious fighting. He's like, like Kyo's like hold, like Kyo's like trying to demand the direction sheet he's yuki's like holding it out of his reach I mean. he's like no way yeah he's like yeah i think in the anime yeah. that i remember yeah it's really funny he's like no and then also kyo uh even when they're fighting about the leaks in the beginning of the first chapter sugar is like oh they fight like an old married couple or something yeah. like he doesn't even they're not physically fighting i mean yuki's like shoving the leaks in his face but mm-hmm. they're not trying to beat each other up at least yeah. Like they still don't get along, but they at least yeah. it's They're more able of a to banter. Exist in the same space. <laughs> yeah. And then even I notice like as soon as Toru announces that she's leaving, Kyo starts distancing himself from them again. Like they're sitting at yeah. the table again and he's sitting on the on the outside, right? Like he's not sitting with them. I think his his words in that scene are really interesting too because he says like something about there not being like there never should have been an outsider here. Mhm. Something and since he's you know, he's, he's also referred an to as an outsider also. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he says, like, it's not right for an outsider to be here anyway. Yeah. That's what the Togi Pop translation says. So. Yeah, it's like they're already, now that she's about to leave, they're already slipping back into, like, their old, like, insecurities and yeah. the roles that they've been playing for all this time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, when she's not there, that already, it starts to happen right away. Yeah. And I think they're kind of having the same sort of internal thing that Taurus have in where they're like, oh, no, I thought this was going to be a longer lasting thing than it always was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Or like they I just didn't. Think it was yeah, I was going to say maybe they just kind of didn't. It's like they forgot about it. They started having a yeah. good relationship and they just didn't think about it. I feel like that I can relate to that mm-hmm. as a person. <laughs> like, you know, you start to get into something and you're like, this was just starting to get good. Like they were yeah. all starting to Yuki started to get. He got the strawberries, like, for her. It was implied that he got them because he thought she would like them. Which also just alludes to him, his kindness. I just want to throw that mm-hmm. out there. That he's not just doing things. Just, it's not like he just did that because he wanted her to like him. Like, you don't grow stuff in your vegetable garden because you want people to like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it takes a lot of time. Like, he did it because... <laughs> Please like me. I made lettuce. I made... <laughs> I grew you some kale. Can we be friends now? <laughs> like, it takes a lot of time and effort... <laughs> to do that and so i think he just did it because he thought that she would enjoy it mm-hmm. right and so yeah. so there's that and then like um i think like that 
the drawing with Kyo on the roof purposefully the the um the hole in the ceiling in her bedroom mm-hmm. is there yeah. right like it's purposefully pictured there that's a reminder of of I don't know it's some kind of reminder of their relationship and he thinks about t- telling her about a reminder of like it hasn't been that long but no so much of a <laughs> difference has already happened yeah so many things have changed there's still a hole in the roof <laughs> there's still a hole in the roof there's still holes everywhere in Shigure's house really yeah <laughs> you know at this point uh but yeah, it's like it hasn't been that long. It's a short period of time, and they were all starting to get so comfortable. And now, mm-hmm. and then she's she's gone. But yeah, but then Kagura really sh- like uh, shook things up when she showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it made Kyo really uncomfortable. He didn't say anything during that whole scene until she started to go too far with what she was saying, and he was uncomfortable yeah. with it. So it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they have a great relationship. So. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they know each other really well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it does they, seem like. Yeah, sorry. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to, oh. but it's spoilery. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, you get the impression that me they know, too. <laughs> they know each other really well compared to maybe some other members of the zodiac that we've seen. Yeah, I think so. Even they, if they don't really have a great relationship. Yeah, I think it's it definitely seems like they do have known each other since childhood, as there was that tiny flashback of uh, flashback of Kagura threatening him with a knife that they would be married so yeah, um, yeah that seems like that's I think in true. the anime they had her like holding a giant rock which I think is actually funnier <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think you're right it's funny so I forgot what happened to the rock <laughs> there's a whole scene in the anime that isn't in the manga where after Toru goes to talk to Kyo she goes downstairs and helps Kagura fix the door um, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist but I mean, yeah. it's fine. She just she says the same things later, like in the morning yeah. when she's leaving. Yeah, yeah. it's cute though because they like make the little paper animals. They do. It is cute. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the roof, when she's talking to Kyo on the roof, I think I said already that's kind of like Yuki's garden. Um, it's like his little space where Kyo goes when he needs to be alone. Um, and then Toru goes up there and he talks to her up there. And I think they have this similar kind of like heart to heart bonding talk like Yuki and her did at the secret base. Yeah. Which I thought was very sweet. And like you said, it is um, it is kind of an iconic scene where she like does her little punch. It's so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very charming. And like you can tell that he's warming up to her in the yeah. first couple it's, of it chapters. It is really a, like a parallel to that scene because it also ends with like Kyo with an unguarded smile. The same mm-hmm. way Yuki, it ended with Yuki giving her an unguarded smile. Mm-hmm. She notes like they've seen, like she's seen, like learned something new about them and seen their real smiles. Yeah, it parallels that scene, and also it's finally like the end. I feel like it's kind of the end of this, like Kyo yelling at her a lot. I mean, he still kind of freaks out a little bit when they go and pick her up from from her family's house. Yeah, um, but it's more out of concern rather than yeah, being and he's angry. not really like screaming at her like you. No, before. he's just he's more frustrated with himself than with her. But... Yeah, I think so. So it's there, the tension that was there between them is finally easing. It's mm-hmm. like very obviously easing. And he tells her some personal things about him, like, and, and about yeah. his training, which is nice. Uh, okay. We already talked about Yuki's garden. We also <laughs> learned. <laughs> garden. <laughs> I almost called his, I called the episode, last episode, Secret Base, but I almost called it Secret Garden. And I <laughs> decided not to. Yuki's Secret Garden. Yuki's Secret. <laughs> I'll call this one Kyo's Secret Garden. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, secret Base Revenge. Secret Base Part 2. Um, so 
we also learned we did get the title drop. So we learned about um, the Fruits Basket game and some of Toru's. So it is confirmed. So like I said a couple of chapters ago, or like at last one of the last two episodes, uh, I was like, I seems like Toru is kind of also on the outside of the class. I think we were talking specifically about the Dahin main scene or something like that. Where it seems like she has her two friends, but it doesn't seem like she's super involved with anybody else in school. And she yeah. says that she's always been an outsider. Like, she says that herself. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see that when I was reading it. Um, they call... also, like, I don't think it's a spoiler to say this, that the onigiri becomes kind of representative of Toru mm-hmm. in the series. Not only just as a metaphor, but just, like, literally, like, in the word bubbles. Yes. Because uh, uh, Natsuki Takaya will put, like, little little animal heads in the word bubbles that the characters off screen to indicate who's talking. Yeah. And she puts a little onigiri for Toru. Yeah, she does. There's a little yeah. shigure in one of these, in one of the chapters. Yeah, I read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does do that. And yeah, you're right. It becomes, the the onigiri becomes like a symbol of her. Mm-hmm. Um, for the other characters, we kind of get their like little zodiac form as a symbol yeah. for them. Hana and Uo get the little flower and yeah. fish, which is cute. Yes. Because <laughs> Hana means flower yeah. and uo means fish if you don't know <laughs> yeah they get the little flower and the fish and so we get all these those little symbols um but the fruits basket game it's just illustrative of uh, the experience that she had as, she feels like she had as a child where she was always kind of on the outside of things which made mm-hmm. her even more i think it, it just exacerbates that she wanted to be a part of their family she thought she was becoming part of their family i think is really yeah. what it is and that i think yeah, and I think she was maybe without consciousness thinking of it, looking for a family since she had just lost her mother. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. She was really excited to live with them. Yeah. It's like, it's not stated consciously. Like, she didn't think it in any of the dialogue that we saw. But she was definitely excited to live there. And then now it's like it's fully gone to the point where she wanted to be a part of their family. Yeah. Um, and they felt like a family. So. Mm-hmm. so then we can talk about Toru's family, the nicest yeah. people that we've met. <laughs> I think so it's really interesting so she has like a I think she has a good relationship with her grandfather mm-hmm. uh, based on what we saw what we've seen so far in all the series because we saw that they were living together before as well but the rest of her family so her aunt who we think is her it's her father's family for sure I think it's her father's sister they don't trust her that much they don't seem to like her that much and she yeah. I don't think she wanted to be there from the from the get-go like, I don't think she wanted to move in with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's also noteworthy. The reason she was needed a place to live in the first place is that they were remodeling the house, but the grandfather was going to live with the daughter's family, but they wouldn't let Toru live there, I guess. I don't know. No, like, I guess that was the plan. They yeah, wouldn't let her like, live there by herself. Like, they wouldn't let her live with them before. Yeah. Like, you're referring to when they... It's said in, like, the first chapter that her family couldn't decide well, I mean, like, where she would live, right? Take her, yes. And also, that, like, they wouldn't even take her for the couple of months while yeah. the house was being remodeled. Right. It doesn't <laughs> seem like the house is, like, that much bigger or whatever because they, she said the girl, the cousin is like, oh, now we have a bigger house, but I still have to share a room. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, your cousin just lost her mother, like, yeah, four months like, ago. It's like, I can find a place to... <laughs> throw a mattress down for somebody for no. a couple of months. I know. And they also... Yeah, it, nowhere else to go. It doesn't seem like it's a permanent spot for her either. Like, it looks like in the room that she's in, there's a one bed. So I'm guessing that they are going to give her just like a futon. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it's going to be. Like, it's clearly... They make it as inconven- like seem as inconvenient as possible for her to be there. Yeah. Too. And that they don't trust her. 
and they don't trust her because they know about her mother. So they make all these assumptions. We saw like little baby Kyoko. And by little baby, I mean like, I don't know, 12 year old mm-hmm. Kyoko in her gang outfit um, in the flashback. So they make these assumptions about Toru based on her mother. So we know that Toru's mother was in a gang. So we're getting a little bit more kind of information about that. Mm-hmm. And we also learned her father's name. And we learned a little bit about her father. So her father. The back of his head. Yeah, we saw the back of his head. <laughs> yes, I think his tie we saw. That's yeah. important. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> totally. We learned that his name is Katsuya. And that's pretty much all we learned. Oh, that he needed to be in kind of a... He needed to be able to live his life the way that he wanted to, I think is kind of implied by what yeah. the grandfather said. I forget exactly what he said. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's a implication that they see, that a lot of her family sees it as like Kyoko corrupted Katsuya in some way. I think it is seen like that. Yeah, I think that's implied. <laughs> I think it's implied here. here. Um, we'll get more detail about the relationship later as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Those are the things that I noticed and wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, I think that's some non-spoilery stuff I have. Yeah, I think so. I I thought there was going to be more stuff this time, but I don't... There's not that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just got to meet another Soma. We got to learn a little more about the curse. Mm-hmm. We got some really cute... I think all these, like, scenes... Um, the oh, I, scene... I do think the... Um... The, like a little bit of discussion about like romantic relationships for people in the who are cursed is kind of interesting too. Mm-hmm. We, we also, talk about both like within the zodiac and without the zodiac, which implies that both have happened in the past. Yeah, kind of wonder how that's worked out either way. Yeah, <laughs> it it implies that they it's like happened recently enough that people know. It's not like they've just been, you know, it was like fifty years ago. Like legend tells of a soma. Yeah, who, <laughs> it's like they have maybe have firsthand experience. Yeah, with that. Uh, it seems. And so Kagura's kind of decided that the best thing to do about that is just have a relationship with someone who's who's also cursed. Yeah. And Kyo is that target of her affection. So mm-hmm. um, the other thing that we learned from that discussion, all of that discussion, is we also heard about something about Kyo's true form. Yeah. So we don't know what that means yet, but we heard about it. Yeah, highlight that. Take a note of it. <laughs> Pin it for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we'll learn more about that. It's just I think it just indicates that there's something even more different about Kyo than the others. Yeah. Yeah. I can't we almost it's didn't talk about Kyo's that. Not I happy about since he immediately stops her from talking. He like forcefully stopped her from talking about it. Yeah, it's like he'd beyond... been pretty bowled over by her for the conversation up until yes. that point, but that's enough to get him to Yes. Like I said, he didn't have he didn't say anything. He didn't have a chance to say anything all that time until that yeah. one part and he was like, You better mm-hmm. not say anything more about this. So whatever way the way that he acted, I mean, she took it seriously because she stopped talking about yeah. it. And nobody else could get a word in edgewise in that conversation. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, it must be very serious. She's bowling people over because she's a whore. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we learned, I think like we can say at this point that we've learned that the members of the Zodiac also have traits in their personality that are similar to the Zodiac animal that they are possessed by. Yeah. I think we can say that affirmatively. Um, yeah, I think it's most clearly stated with Kagura, but we also have like silly things with like Kyo jumping like, out of Kyo the roof. Getting, yeah, and Kyo getting sleepy when it rains and stuff. Oh yeah, and jumping <laughs> off of the out of the class and liking to be on the roof. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we have about Yuki. I guess mice are kind of quiet. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the traits. I thought the traits of the mouse of the or the rat of the think, Chinese zodiac uh, are supposed to be like ambitious and stuff like that. I think you see more Yuki later on because I yeah. think at the moment you know he stated he's kind of building his personality as yes. like because he wants to be liked yes. so i don't think at the moment we're not seeing as much of yuki's true personality yep yeah, i think you're right yeah i think that's a, another thing that we've kind of established that we can say about the curse yeah okay 
in that case, I feel like I have a lot of spoilery things to say. <laughs> so yeah. maybe we move on. I'll play the music. Uh, thank you all first for um, listening to this episode. Next time we're going to talk about chapters seven and eight slash volume two. If you're reading the Tokyo pop versions, mm-hmm. you can find us volume and admire the new cover. Yeah. You can admire the Yuki on the cover. My volume like, two. Yeah, I think it's Yuki and then Kyo. It's Yuki then Kyo. And my yeah. volume two. So the first volume that I have, I had to rebuy it because I loaned it to someone and they lost it like a jerk. But the <laughs> second one that I have is like my original second volume and it is falling apart. Like the part of the, like the little, um, the spine cover is like worn down mm-hmm. quite significantly. So I'm excited to look at my tattered original <laughs> volume two. Um, Anyway, that's enough about me. <laughs> so you can find us at Stay Together Podcast on Tumblr and staytogetherpodcast.com. You can also email us directly at staytogetherpodcast@gmail.com. You can subscribe in the iTunes store. Still waiting on um, some other podcasting or podcast hosting places to approve the podcast, but you can find we are us here. Suspicious. We're definitely suspicious. <laughs> um, like I don't know about these punks and their manga cast and their little onigiris on the front <laughs> on the album art <laughs> um so tell your friends who like anime about this podcast or just your tell your tell your extended family who don't like you because your mother was in a gang <laughs> yes <laughs> and your father married her <laughs> all right thanks for listening you can rate review and subscribe and we'll see you next time bye back to talk about spoilers basically the list that i made in my notes for spoilers is like the same list that i made for the for the first section but they're just there's completely different things that i want to talk about so like yeah. the first thing that we so we did hear about like the updates to the curse and of course that's alluding to yeah, some I of the i remember i was going in i was thinking i was like the kagura chapter is kind of a yeah. almost a filler chapter except that it's introducing kagura but it makes a reference to a whole lot of so things many that things get referenced later on. Yeah. The true form, I didn't believe that she talked about that so early. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. Like I thought it just came out in that one chapter where it's revealed. I forgot that it was foreshadowed this early. Yeah, I remembered it being foreshadowed, but not that early. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is because it's like volume five or six or something. So there's a lot of yeah. chapters in between now and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I was also Kagura. Kagura is so violent. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't like. I get that it's supposed to be comedic and like part of her character, I guess. Yeah. But I also wonder if it's because like violence has really been normalized for them because of the abuse. I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be part of her character, but I also think like the way they act about it is that it's so. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. Toru reacts that's in a like way a, a normal person does. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of wonder if that's just sort of like something that's seen as like being a part of the zodiac because like they train most of them in martial arts as like a outlet mm-hmm. like you have yeah you know, maybe kill you know always beating each other up they have you have haru, haru. later on yeah. who had anger issues and yeah. most of the kids were trained in martial arts together at some point maybe being possessed by an angry spirit makes you angry yeah or maybe just you know all that all their issues <laughs> yeah there's so many other issues but maybe yeah. just, maybe that too yeah yeah for sure. I think, I think it is yeah. sort of, it does seem sort of accepted as a normal thing for that group of people. Yeah. And it is. And also maybe it's also accepted as being normal as like, well, they just, that's what boars are like. Yeah. So she, therefore she's like that. Like they I all think are. Kagura also, I'm just going to say one of Cosmo's students. 
I think she was. She calls him Shihan later. So yeah, I think Kyo, Yuki, Haru, and Kagura at least were all his students. I can't remember if other other members were too. I don't think Momiji ever was, mm-hmm. but most of them were. And then, like, I think, um, like, Kazuma is like he's older than Shigure and Yuki, uh, Ayame and Tori, but I don't think he's that older enough. Yeah, from them to have trained them necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's ever stated that they ever had any Yeah, training. we don't see a ton of their, like, actual childhood. We mostly no. see them as older teenagers. Grown-ups. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about that. Yeah, I can't remember if Rin or, or not Rin, um, Kiso or Hiro. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, several of them are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Martial arts. Trained in martial arts. Yes, yeah, several of them are trained in martial arts. Um, at least, for sure, Yukikyo, Kagura, and Haru. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's also her her attitude and especially her affection is so, it's like over the top. And it's later revealed that that's a compensation for her feelings of like pity, I guess. Like yeah. it's a way more complicated. So it seems like she's just super like into Kyo. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we get that like, now. like a, a comedy Sundari thing at the moment, mm-hmm. but it actually is a part of her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Yeah. So we'll see that. Um, I think that's the only thing. Oh, the other thing about Kagura is the I mentioned how adorable the the boar is, the form mm-hmm. of the boar is, and I think it's really interesting that it kind of looks like a piglet or like whatever you call a baby wild boar. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> a boarlet, <laughs> <laughs> um, instead of like a, a full grown, a wheelas instead of like <laughs> a <laughs> instead of like a full grown boar. And so, I think there's these parts where they're talking about how the curse is, like, weakening over time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, Hattori is a seahorse and not a dragon. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if this is related to that. Yeah. And uh, Haru is just a cow instead of an ox. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait for him to turn into a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, yeah, I think when I was first reading it, I just thought, like, oh, she's young, so she's a baby boy, but she's really not that young. No, she's not. She's, like, an adult. She's in college, I thought. Or maybe she's like yeah. a senior in high school or whatever they call it, like the last year of high school at this point. Yeah, I think she's like 18. They're they're in their first year still. Yeah, she's older. Yeah. I think so partway through the series she goes to college or something. Yeah, she's older than them. She's yeah. almost an adult. Because mm-hmm, I know not. when like when Kisa shows up, she's a baby tiger, but she's oh, a baby. Baby tiger. <laughs> yeah, she's she's still a she's still a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So you would think that she would be like more full grown boar yeah. looking. Um this could also be our, like, maybe for merch reasons, she's cute yeah. theory, but, like, also, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of related to that. Mm-hmm. There's a specific choice that was made there. Yeah. Um, it's definitely cuter, but also, like, it's diminutive, so it's mm-hmm. more kind of like the, it's more like the seahorse situation, I think, than some yeah. other thing. Or we could interpret it that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they present it as a theory, so I mm-hmm. think that... <laughs> like no one says like yes this is what what is happening with the curse yeah (laughs) it's it's just a theory that some of them have so yes i think it's fair to say maybe this is also evidence of that theory perhaps yes it's also why yuki can walk on his two rat legs clearly (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh anyway and then yeah we talked a bit about the true form Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting that it's revealed this early i completely i didn't remember that at all yeah, I think you also get some references to the the fate of the cat being locked away, with Kyo being like, "Yeah, 
not understanding why she thinks like marriage is going to be cool. Yeah, it's like, it's played off in a different way, but it's definitely yeah. That's what I thought immediately when I saw that. Yeah, and then I mean, you do learn later on that the cat can get married or yeah. at least produce at least produce children. Babies. I don't remember if they actually were married or not, but Kazuma's uh, grandfather was the cat before Kyo, right? Right. It's definitely alluded to that he. Well, like, it's not alluded to. It's just, like, it comes... He says it, like, Kyo says that he doesn't understand why marriage is even, yeah, like, appropriate. Yeah, like, something the way, in the way he says it. Let me look at it real quick. I don't know. He's, he's kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, he says, like, he says, like, I don't understand her marriage or whatever. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then Toru's, which can just like... Be, which can just yeah. sound like him, like, not thinking that, like, marriage in general is a good idea. But also, he's, like, sound like, why does she think this is possible? She yeah. knows it's gonna happen. Yeah. And Toru, Toru's like, why? Marriage is great. Like, she just yeah. <laughs> doesn't react to it, which I think is, like, how we're not supposed to react to it, too. But, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's def- that's also allude- yeah, alluded to. Yeah, it seems to. true to Kyo's character just to react that way anyway. He doesn't like her. But, yeah. It's clear that he doesn't feel the same way about her. Um, yeah. And she pushes so hard for that. But, yeah. And I don't know if he just, like... I think he probably, down, he just doesn't like her. But, um... Or he doesn't feel that way about her. But also, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because he's also pulling back his feelings because of the the cat's room too. Like he probably yeah. wouldn't want to be in any kind of romantic relationship. But then, mm-hmm. yet we have this really cute. Like it's, I think his rea- reaction to the idea of marriage for him is separate from his reaction to like Kagura. Yes. Yeah, I think it's just it. it you're right. It's more about him rather than her specifically. Mm-hmm. And then in the roof scene, also, did you notice that he? Oh no, that's later. In the roof scene, <laughs> no, I'm so excited about the thing that I'm going to say. Um, in the roof scene, he um, he has this great, their exchange with Toru is amazing. It's so cute. And she like does her little punch and then he teaches her, he talks about Shisho. He, he actually like opens up to her for the first time. Like I do think genuinely this is the first time that he's really been relaxed around her and actually like made an effort to, or like he revealed something about himself to yeah. her purposefully um and it was really sweet it is a great scene what i was going to say was did you notice how at the end of the chapter when they're leaving at the end of chapter uh five when they're leaving he hits her on the back of the head mm-hmm. it's the first time yeah i'm so excited <laughs> i didn't realize that happened so early yeah. either mm-hmm. that's yeah, like I was their thing say when we were talking about him like dragging her away by the head <laughs> i was like that's just their thing <laughs> it is their thing <laughs> So, so, so they show affection with Kyo's hand on Toru's, on Toru's head. head. It's just their thing. It's, that's how it is. You're totally right. But yeah, this is the one. It's the first time he looks so relaxed after that. After when Kagura mm-hmm. leaves, they all look super relaxed. Yeah, I love that scene with just the three of them getting yeah. ready to go to school together. Was like it was very sweet. Know, just calm with each other. And- mm-hmm. It's yeah, and then of course, like then of course, immediately after that, then you get that like break where she has to go. She yeah. has to move back home, and everyone is sad about it. And then, like we talked about in the in the earlier discussion, they start to immediately go back to like Kyo and Yuki especially start to immediately go back to like the way that they were feeling before. Like Kyo starts distancing himself from the group. Yuki's kind of like whatever, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. But then they go and and go and find her, and she wanted to stay with them all that time, so everything was fine. I thought it was interesting how she said that she wants to be she wanted to be a part of their family, like Kyo wants to be a part of the family. Yeah. I think there's definitely some parallels between the two of them being like outsiders. And yep. Why I ship it? I mean, what? 
<laughs> it's yeah they're set up as now it's like it's set up in the story that now she she is looking to be a part of their family like she wants to be more involved with them she wants to get to know them and then Kyo has the same goal like he also wants to be part of the family and they're both mm-hmm. outsiders in their in their own families I mean essentially Kyo's is the same but <laughs> they're yeah. both they're both outsiders they both don't have a lot of family that they have a good relationship with like mm-hmm. it's only now really that Yuki and Kyo have any kind of I mean, the relationship is starting to get better, but I still wouldn't describe it as good. No. And Kyo basically has Shisho, and then Toru basically had her mother, and that's kind of it for them, right? So yeah. they are similar in that way. And then we also, again, we talked about training in the mountains, and I also thought it was interesting that Kyo was like, every day was great. And I'm like, are you mm-hmm. just telling yourself that? Because you were yeah. super depressed, weren't you? Unless he's just talking about training in general, which he might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did also made note of that again. That's like, yeah. maybe it's not about this specific time that he's talking about. I think that's the spoilery another that I had. Interesting line is Shigure's even I know what it's like to yes! be jealous. Oh, I <laughs> forgot to make a note of that. I made a yeah. note of it while I was writing my discussion. I didn't write it in my spoilery notes. Yes, uh, this mm-hmm. is clearly for us people who've read all of this before. It's clearly an allusion to his like feelings about Akito. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting how that is alluded to so early. This is like yeah. chap- the fifth chapter or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's like given some importance. Like it gets its own little panel, and he's actually got like a fairly serious expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Shigure is still at this point is seen as like comic relief. Mm-hmm. So when he's giving this talk, it seems like he's just trying to sympathize with her. I think it's positioned as yeah. him being like, oh, I get it. I know what it's like to be jealous. Mm-hmm. But really, he's like, I know what it's like to be jealous too. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I am completely motivated by it yeah um, <laughs> i think but yeah we still haven't the only information we got so far about shiguri is that <laughs> he's a novelist that might work <laughs> oh kind of like how kakura's like i need to make him mine tonight too and it's like dude chill <laughs> don't shiguri's like you're not allowed out of your room no <laughs> oh kakura Honey. Yeah. No, yeah. That in- that exchange is really interesting. I wish there was more to say about it. It's like, we don't, we still haven't gotten that much about Shigure. Like, mm-hmm. we got that he's a novelist. We got that he takes care of all of them, it seems like. Like, he's fixing up, helping Kagura, like, fix up the room for her to stay there and mm-hmm. stuff. And he still seems pretty, like, chill and benevolent at this point. So. Yeah. And even, like, he he secretly kind of, he encouraged Yuki and Kyo to go and get Toru. Mm-hmm. Like, he manipulated them into doing that, I guess. But yeah, more more subtly, just by being like, aren't you sad without her? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yes. And then they went. <laughs> that's, what, so sad. that's what I imagined internally. Kyo was like, I didn't understand why I was so sad that you left. It's like, because you're in love with her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not quite yet, but... <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Toru said she hasn't had her first love yet. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's established that she's not, she has no feelings for Kyo yet. Or any of them. Yeah. Or anyone, maybe. <laughs> but also she was busy trying to, like, maintain a family budget and deal with the yeah. loss of her mother for the last couple of months. So I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. And also, like, helping all of her friends through their emotional turmoil, various emotional turmoil. I'm sure that distracts you from having romantic feelings. <laughs> yeah, it takes some time out of your day. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I didn't remember that, and I it was interesting to see that. I wonder when we'll start to see that relationship start to build up. Although, we kind of did, because I noticed, I mean, like, 
Yuki wasn't there when she got upset. Uh, she's alone with Kyo when he's like, you can be more self. It's okay to be more selfish and it's okay to feel sad. And then she starts to cry. Like she starts to get emotional. Yeah. Um, and I think she really only at this point for sure, she only does that around Kyo. And I think that's kind of a common thing. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. I think they're kind of established as being kind of a more mutual thing with their mm-hmm. emotional support of each other. Mm-hmm. They can both be like, vulnerable. That, yeah. Like not that Yuki like leaves her, to cry on her own or whatever he's no. just not as much of a thing with them <laughs> he's not like me yeah. <laughs> i mean where i leave people to cry on their own um <laughs> he he i think there's times where he kind of like gives her advice and stuff mm-hmm. but i think it's more that she actually reserves her feelings around him mm-hmm. and around kyo she doesn't necessarily do that yeah. because she knows that he can't he's not i mean maybe subconsciously she just knows that he can't he won't it'll be hard for him to deal with it mm-hmm that's that's not the kind of relationship that they have. Yeah. I think, you know, Kyo's more outwardly emotional. Yeah. Just as a person. That's true. He said it and he also said right to her, like directly to her, like, it's okay for you to be sad. He almost like gave her permission to be upset. Yeah. Whereas everybody else was like, It's okay. Even Shigeru was like, Do your best at your new house. But Kyo, on the other hand, is like, It's fine for you to be sad. And then so she is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. She's like, challenge accepted. <laughs> like you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think those are all the kind of spoilery things that I had made note of yeah. those are the big ones I had yeah I mean it's funny how we got like some really big there's like set up for some really really big things but then yet at the same time like all of those things are just we're just hearing about them so then I guess yeah. we'll get more later mm-hmm. yeah we got feel... our first mention of uh, Kisa and Rin <laughs> yes we did oh I'm so excited to see them in the anime I think did we Last time we talked about the, um, I think in the spoilers, we talked about Omiji. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how he speaks German. And you were like, I wonder if he'll speak German in the anime. And then, of course, in yeah. the trailer, two days later in the trailer, like, then he's speaking German. And I was like, yes, I have to tell Kayla right I'm now. So excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's coming soon. We only have... I think we get um, Hattori and Omiji in the next volume. I don't we remember which do. chapter. More okay. somas. Yeah. <laughs> Just pile on the somas. <laughs> okay uh, well I think that's it for now then so okay. thank you for listening uh, as always you can find us at uh, staytogetherpodcast.com staytogetherpodcast on tumblr you can email us um, and you can subscribe that would be awesome just mm-hmm. make sure you spread the word uh, with people you know that like Furuba mm-hmm. so next time just to remind you <laughs> we'll be reading uh, chapters 7 and 8 uh, then we'll talk Going about them party. <laughs> make sure you do the readings mm-hmm. always take your notes highlight coordinate. <laughs> get some sticky stick notes in there <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye